Hello, friends. Oh, why did I start like that? That's so embarrassing. Um, yep, I, I don't know what else to say. But welcome back to season two, episode two. I am still in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Jenny, are you still in North Dakota? Yes, yes. That's, Rainy, icy, snowy, North Dakota. As we both look outside of our windows, <laughs> it is currently snowing here as well. But before we get too much into kind of how we're doing, maybe um, life updates, whatever, um, and diving into our episode, we are going to pray. And since Jenny so beautifully led us in prayer last episode, It is now my turn and my favorite thing to do. So let's start in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Father in heaven, we give you thanks and praise for this beautiful day that you have given us. Thank you for bringing us together closer to you. Teach us to... Lean on you whenever, not necessarily when we are just in need, but in our times of joy as well. Teach us to pray as you taught your disciples. Mama Mary, please wrap us in your mantle of protection. Lead us to your son. And we ask this through the intercession of Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Woo! Wow, prayer is so good. Do you, I, I just, I, I don't know. I really have come to you know, understand and just love praying because I, I don't actually know where that was going, but it's fine. Um, Jenny, how are you? We're just gonna, we're We're just gonna, awkward. awkward. She can regather her thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's how, (laughs) that's how we do things around here. Yeah, no, it's actually, yes, prayer is so beautiful because, oh, so many reasons. And that's what this episode's all about. It's like, it's going to be talking about prayer, like what it is, why we do it. And it's so important to our daily lives, which you'll just have to listen to the rest of the episode to understand everything of what I just said. But before we get there, because prayer, I think for me at least, it really started by looking at the example of the saints and just realizing like there was something special about them and what was that it was their like deep relationship to god in such a way that they were able to live out his call for their life how did they do that prayer but actually you want to play a game i love games jenny what game are we gonna play okay guess my favorite saint all right, so am I just so I have to guess right now, or like, are you gonna give uh, me? Do you do you want clues to my favorite saint? Yes. 
Okay. First one is it's a she, and there's an Albanian international airport named after her. What? That's so awesome. Okay. I Okay, I've got that one. Do you have any more? Because that doesn't help me. Um, she was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. Okay, I think I'm getting somewhere, but do you have oh, any You're more? just going to really make me spell it out for you, aren't you? <laughs> um, when she formed the group Missionaries of Charity, it was at that point that she never saw her mother or sister again. Wait, Missionaries of Charity? I think I know who it is. Okay, thanks for spelling it out, Jenny. But your favorite saint is Saint Mother Teresa, or as I like to call her, Moti. Moti. Yes. Okay, what's that? I, yeah, she's so awesome, so sassy and confident. It makes me ah, uh, she's amazing. Hence, she's a saint. Yeah. Um. Also, fun fact: I think she died the year I was born, so that's cool. So Moti died, so Ashley could live. <laughs> I really know that. That was probably really bad to say. That was a bad joke. Bad. Everyone who just listened to we're just re- 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 rewind like the old like VHS rewind. That's what's happening yeah. right. Dude, I miss VHS. <laughs> That's what's happening right now. We're just gonna rewind. You know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, that boy. Ashley, I get to guess your favorite saint, right? Um, yeah, but I think mine's a little harder, okay? Um, do you, do, okay, well, do, do you want to guess, or do you want me to give you some clues? Okay, give me first clue, and then after that point, I think I got it. Okay, well, it's a male, so good luck. <laughs> okay. Um, yep, um, so, let's see. The second clue, um, he was a pope. And, yeah, he was the first pope to visit the White House. You mean keep going? Sure. Do another one. Do another one. Um, He was the most widely traveled pope in history, and he traveled to 129 countries. This is JP2, St. Pope John Paul II. Yeah, it is! (laughs) Yes, JP2 is my favorite saint. Dude, he's so good. Oh my goodness. So good. He has so many good writings. He does. There's some that are very complex, but they're good. They're good. Not me not knowing what he's saying, but I'm just like, it's so good. I want to keep on reading. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite letters he ever wrote was uh, letters to artists. And like when you first read it, you're like, oh, that's beautiful. But then when you get to like actually in depthly understand it, you're like, Oh, like this is another level of beauty. Um, so, JP2. All right. Yes. Saints. The relationship with God was first rooted in prayer. What a beautiful. Um, and, like, I think both of our saints, well, both of our saints are recent. Like, they're, they're like, what? JP, when did JP2 die? Like, 2000, I want to say, five but i think it's 2006 
2002. I could be wrong. Nope, he died in 2005. Because I remember watching it on TV. Like, they had it live from the Vatican. And then Mm. they, I think it was like, was it, I don't remember. They did something with smoke, I think, when he died. Because they had like like the video camera on his window. And then it was like, just like super powerful. I remember watching it on like the news. Because they, it was like breaking. And then. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Moti. Well, she died in 1997? Yeah. Yeah, because that's when you were born, yeah. So, both of ours are pretty recent. But, like, even if you consider, like, early church father, saints, and um, the saints, even at the time of, like, Christ, like, what made them so profoundly different from others was, like, their dedication to prayer and spending all their time with God. And it's so beautiful because like, if you think about prayer, prayer is meant to be a conversation and a conversation between two people. Like, so when me and Ashley are talking, if I'm the only one ever talking, <laughs> Ashley's the one only ever listening, it doesn't work. It's like not a healthy relationship. <clears throat> but so oftentimes, like that's how we treat our relationship and our prayer life with God is like, I'm going to tell God all about my problems and about how I feel and like what he needs to do to fix it. And then I'm done. And you just like walk away. Um, but that's not what prayer is all about. Um, one of my favorite stories I recently heard so I read the book The Power of Silence by Cardinal Sarah, which is so good. Like, highly recommend. But there was this interaction he had with Mother Teresa. Mother, yeah, Mother Teresa. I was like, okay, Mother Teresa. And they're, like, having a conversation, and she asks him, um, like, how much do you pray? And he, like, gives his, like, I do the liturgy of the hours, I do the sacrificial mass, and he's like telling her, and these are all good things, like he's like he is devoted to prayer. And she's like, son, that's not enough. That's not enough. Love requires the maximum. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like just hearing like how much he prays. And then she was like, no, like you don't get it. Like you need to do more because our love, which prayer is, like, prayer is a communication of love, is, requires so much more. All this being said, we are just telling you guys, um, kind of how we go about prayer, what we think about prayer. We are not in any way professional, perfected prayers, prayer goers. Definitely not the wisest. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Actually, you're not wise in prayer, right? Yeah. You know, I still need help in that department. So I'm glad I have a spiritual director to help me with that. Yeah, same. Same. Um, So we just want to, like, as a disclaimer, I don't think anything we, like, what we will say will be really reflected on just, like, our own personal prayer experiences, our own relationship with the Lord. 
um, a study of the saints, the catechism, and just like being around spiritual warriors in our from our whole lives. Uh, but they for sure, and this is for sure, nothing of like doctrinal. We're not theologians, <laughs> and not like we're not. I don't even know who to say, but you know what I mean? Like, we are just here to help anyone who wants to listen, right? Um, About our own experiences. Maybe you've had a similar experience. So, I mean, take what you want from what we say, but we're not church fathers. And (laughs) true that, true that. Right, right, absolutely. founding church fathers like we're not those people who were like super rich in wisdom and yeah we're not those people we're all pilgrims on a journey where this is not our home and our journey consists of learning how to pray and you know honestly i don't think anyone is really perfected prayer besides those who are like in heaven now because like that's the point of heaven is like perfection so while you're here on earth, like you're never gonna be perfect at it. You're always gonna you're human. <laughs> you're human. You mess up, you make mistakes. And at times prayer life is difficult. But you shouldn't be discouraged by that. So Yeah. Well said. Well said. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley, what is prayer? to you like what how would you describe like prayer so I think and just reflecting and taking um right this question to my own prayer um I have a quote written down but I kind of want to talk about something else first um kind of as you stated before it's um right this this love and this two-way communication so I think of it as like a two-way street right um that's how we go about going to the places that we need to go right like we have to go there and we also have to come back um and so I think it's really hard because when I first started and like really being intentional in my prayer it was just you know, here, God, here's everything that I want to tell you. Here's, right, like, here's my heart. Here's all the problems I have. Here's all the things that are going well, the things I'm worried about. Like, what do you want me to do? And I had all these questions, right? But I didn't take the time to sit and be still and just be with the Lord in silence. And if anyone knows me, I don't like silence. I'm very... (laughs) Jenny's laughing at me right now. Um, So not that, okay, I do like to talk, but it was just really hard because I didn't know how to be present and how to be in that silence. I didn't know what to be in that moment. And so just like continuing on this prayer journey, um, just learning how to, like listen for the Lord and different things that we do in like incorporate in our prayer has been really helpful. Um, So prayer to me is right. A two way conversation and that's how you grow a relationship. 
And so I found this really bomb.com quote from my favorite saint. And it says, prayer, the intimate dialogue with the one who is calling you to be his disciples must come first. Be generous in your active life, young people, and be deeply immersed in the contemplation of God's mystery. Boom. That's that's it. Like, just I, one of his favorite, like my favorite quotes of his is be not afraid. Like, be not afraid of putting God first in your life. And wonderful things are going to happen. And so if you just lean on him and lean on his his goodness, your life is going to be great. That's all I got. Jenny, what is prayer to you? So instantly, when we were typing up this document, like my theologian brain was like, whoa, this is the deep philosophical meaning of prayer. And um, I was like, no one wants to listen to that. Because when it comes down to it, for me, prayer consists of like very two aspects. One is humility, and the other is love. And I kind of touched on that aspect of love earlier when talking about Mother Teresa and Saint, uh, not Saint, <laughs> Cardinal Serra. Um, it's like, first, when we enter into prayer, we need to know and be aware that we are talking to someone who is so much greater and knows so much more than we could ever imagine. Like, it's beyond our comprehension. And it's nothing to be afraid of and to be fearful of. Because I think, and I found myself, like, when I first was starting to get serious about prayer, like, that was something that scared me. Because I was like, dude, Jesus, God, you know every aspect of my life. Like, you know what I did, what I'm doing, and what I'm going to do. And it scared me because I was like, how do you know all this about me and you still choose to love me? And there was this sense of like pride of Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to know that too. But you oftentimes feel entitled in our lives for things that are beyond our control in a lot of ways. And so I like I felt entitled entitled in knowing like Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, like how do you see me? Like why do you see me in this way? Uh but ultimately prayer is meant to for us to see the beauty of not being entitled. Like we are we are not entitled to anything that we get. And it's just being and being grateful for everything we do get and which then correlates to love because we're constantly being grateful and are aware of how poor you are you can't help but love that everything you and you want to give it back to others because you're like this isn't even mine to begin with like i want to give this to others and so prayer is like you entering into a moment of realizing I am so poor that I need to be filled by the one 
who is full of richness. And so, like you're saying, it's like this intimate dialogue, it's this intimate conversation. And it's so beautiful when you like actually just get to sit there and you just be with him in that silence. And like, a lot of times we think, I need to hear something, something needs to happen, but like, no, you just need to be there. You just need to be, because that's all that he requires is like for you to be aware of where you are and to be attentive to him and to his needs and to his calling for you, which is just beautiful. Uh, so I honestly I could talk a lot more about prayer, but I know we're on a time limit. So let's move on. Okay. Jenny. That was so beautiful. Um, I just love what you had to say. And I kind of took my talking points off of yours because I was like, dang, these are really good. <laughs> and I know what I want to say, but at the same time, we're just going to kind of all tie these in together. So we talk about what prayer is and kind of what it is to us, but why then should we pray? Why is it important, right? If we want this relationship, why do we do what we do, if that makes sense? Mm. Yeah, no, that's a good, um, and it's so, like, it's good, but it's also hard to, like, sometimes explain, but why, so basically the question is, like, why pray? Like, why should you even invest time in and I got two reasons for this. First one, we've kind of been talking about it all, but it's like you cannot grow a relationship without communication. If you don't enter into prayer, if you don't invest time in reading sacred scripture, in learning more about the very person who created you, the relationship's never going to grow and it's never going to be a foundation. Like, the, it's just going to become, uh, like, I'm trying to think, like, okay, so, like, a wobbly, like, a wobbly foundation. Like, it's going to take one bad thing to happen, and the relationship's going to go, because you never grew on it. You just settled for simplicity. You just settled for what made you feel good. When love does not require what always makes you feel good. It's not always going to be the happy, sappy. Oh my gosh. I'm in a honeymoon phase of Jesus. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah, we all go through that. Like, that that's beautiful. That's consolation at its finest. But if every marriage, like, if you even just think about, like, every marriage or dating phase, like you go through the honeymoon phase where you're like, I'm so in love, like this is so good. But the moment something hard comes about, that's the testament of a relationship. You continue to strive and continue to work on it and grow in it despite the complications that come about in it. Or do you decide, well, I no longer feel good, so I'm going to just ditch this dude and go on to the next. Like, that's prayer. Like, you have to invest. 
Um, and so that's reason number one. Like, true love requires investment and sacrifice. Uh, my second reason is definitely from a mission, mission, miss, uh, minister t- point of view. Uh, is that relationship flows into who we are. And once we know who we are through the eyes of God, that's when our mission begins an abundant harvest for others to encounter the Lord. And so when we don't invest into that relationship, we don't get to know how the Lord sees us. And then our mission because it can be still like help others encounter the Lord, but there's not an abundant harvest. And like, that's the whole point is like for us to be able to have an abundant harvest for others so that they may encounter the Lord and then it continues to grow. And so I just, yeah, if you're like, especially if you're like youth minister, missionary, uh, and we're all called to be missionaries. Um, but if you are definitely in a position where this is, needed more like this is ideal like you need to be in prayer because uh, without that relationship it soon becomes what programs can I do that will be good what like what do my numbers look like um, and you start to replace Jesus with programs and that is not how ministry is supposed to happen that is not an abundant harvest that is a artificial growth harvest that society wants but not what the lord wants so those are those are my two reasons of like why i continually go to prayer and just and continue to invest how about you uh ashley what what do you have yeah those were i definitely needed to hear those and like be affirmed on like why i should continue to pray Um, but I think a lot of people are like, okay, well, if the Bible doesn't like, I feel like sometimes people are like, I need concrete examples why I should do the things I do. And there's so many times where the Bible actually teaches us that prayer makes a difference. So one of my favorite verses, um, that I tend to lean on, and it's actually on my prayer journal that I take with me, um, to, silent prayer um, and adoration is Philippians 4, 6. So it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present all your requests to God. It's that simple. <laughs> like the Bible is telling you, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like it's right there. Yeah. It's, it's there. Um, So, and it's, Prayer is one of the ways in which we cooperate with God's will, right? God said these things and he He did say like, you have to, to get to me, you have to go like to get to my father, you have to go through me. And like the only way we can get to him is to pray and have a relationship with him, right? So this doesn't mean that everything you pray for is a part of God's will. And I think that's the hardest thing for people because I will take requests to God and I will pray about things. And sometimes I'm waiting and I'm like, 
uh, did you hear what I said? Like, are, like, you know what I mean? And I think we're so, because of our society, we're in this fast pace. It needs to happen right away. But it's actually not how it works. It's in the Lord's timing. And I think if we just step back and realize that, it's it just, prayer becomes a more beautiful thing. And I think it helps you, like, root yourself in becoming more humble, like you had said, um, because we are these broken people and we're not perfect. And so, um, yeah, and I think it's really hard because sometimes, right, God's answer is no. And it could be something that, like, we really thought that we wanted or sometimes it's wait because it's not the right time. I'm going to give it to you in my time and it's going to be perfect. So that's why I continue to pray because I know that everything I do is rooted in the Lord. Um, and his timing is perfect, whether I like it or not. Um, I can get impatient with things. And so just knowing that he knows me, he knows what he already has written my story. And so like, I heard this thing and I kind of want to share it too, to kind of end what um, my thoughts here, but it said like, God has already written your story, right? So why are you taking the pen from the person who is writing it? Like, that's not your job. Um, so I think just to remember that give God the pen and he's going to lead you to beautiful places. So that's, that's all I got. That's why I pray. That's why you should continue to pray. Yes. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I love concrete Bible. Dude, I cannot speak to <laughs> Concrete Bible examples. Because, yeah. So, and even if you think of like, okay, so there's that joke that goes around like, oh, I'm Catholic, so I don't read the Bible. Like, no. You're Catholic, so you shouldn't be reading the Bible. But even just like our Protestant brothers and sisters who are very like devoted and view the Bible in a way like I uh, yes, their devotion to the Bible is one that we should all strive for. Uh, is like this goes to them. Like this is a clear like okay, if you want to take out everything. If you still straight back to the source of sacred scripture, God says, you need to pray. Um, even in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 10 and in Isaiah 30, it's how God says, like, hey, me making more laws isn't the problem. The problem is a heart thing. Like, you guys have hard hearts, and I'm going to have to, re- like, I'm going to have to be the one to redeem them. And so it just like, even at the beginning of salvation history, like God knew this is not a rule following problem. This is a heart problem. Like your hearts aren't conformed to mine. That's what prayer does. Like our prayers are going to conform our hearts to his. And it's going to be so beautiful when it happens. I'm so excited. It's Ah, that's what heaven's all about. It's like all those parts right now in heaven are conformed to God's. And it's so beautiful. It's ah, <laughs> beauty, man. So 
Yeah. Any closing thoughts, Ashley, before, before we hit the, hit the road? No. I think what we said was mic drop worthy, and I don't want to mess it up. So we're just – do you have any closing – we're just gonna stop. <laughs> so here's the thing: I don't think I like I can just go on forever about prayer. Um, so I'm just gonna stop before <laughs> before we just continue to prayer. ramble. <laughs> no. I'm just gonna stop where I'm at and accept it and move on. <laughs> accept it. It's it's yes. fine. We if you stuck with us this long. Thank you. I don't know if you should be glad about that because sometimes we can just go off on random tangents, but today we were actually pretty good. Um, We didn't get any pop culture potpourri, but it's fine. We will get back on that next episode. So um, yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Our next episode um, should be dropping next month. yeah, watch out for that. And it's November. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you wonderful people out there. Um, enjoy the turkey or whatever you eat on Thanksgiving um, and all the fixings. I hope you watch the Macy's Parade and listen to Christmas music. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. You don't listen to Christmas music. Until the day before Christmas. What if it's Advent music? Advent music is different. Advent music prepares you for Christmas. It does not say Merry Christmas. It says, I'm preparing you for Christmas. That is, that's what Advent music should be doing. If your Advent music is Christmas music, then it's not Advent music. It's Christmas music. Okay, well, I will have to work on my Advent music listening because I may or may not have listened to Christmas music already. So it was like one it's song. Not even yet. It was like the first snowfall. Like, okay, it doesn't technically even count because it was the first snowfall and I was so excited. And it's literally Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. But instead of you, I said snow. I think it's funny. Okay, it was for Snapchat. I thought it was funny. That's a lame excuse. <laughs> like, I'm going to make a decision for Snapchat. Okay, well, it could have gone to TikTok and been all over the internet. It could have gone viral, okay? <laughs> true, true, but it didn't because you shouldn't be listening to Christmas music. Or Advent music. It's not even Advent yet. Soon. Well, okay, how can we not listen to Christmas music if the last person in the Macy's Parade is Santa Claus? Dude, I can't help it that society has gone down in thinking, let's start celebrating Christmas on Thanksgiving. We are meant to be countercultural, Ashley. <sighs> countercultural. Okay, I'll have to... Okay, now we got into a bad tangent. So okay, we we, we gotta go. Okay, we're gonna end our favorite way that we end all of our episodes. So sing with the angels, rise with the saints, party with the pope, and get stoned with those martyrs. <laughs>